Hey book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as we have a book club of two over a cup of tea. Our goal is to explore beloved genres as well as push ourselves out of our comfort zone and explore genres we might typically overlook or avoid. In each episode, we discuss a randomly selected genre. We will be sharing our reading experience and a brief review of the books we recommended to each other from the previous episode. Also a heads up, so that we can have a rich and in-depth conversation, there may be spoilers about the books we are discussing. All right, let's get started. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start this show with a giggle because... Kiri apparently thinks something's really I, funny. Do share. I just ate a whole bunch of cake, and so I think my blood sugar now is like in goofy mode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I yeah. was literally just sitting here enjoying the silence, and then I started laughing. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyways, well, hello, book friends. Welcome <laughs> to season three, episode nine, where we're going to start talking about police <laughs> prestige roles. <laughs> it's so funny. It's not funny. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> she says with a really uh, intense voice. Right. Um, nope, we have friends. Um, you know, this week kind of sucked, but that's okay. Okay. I got a new computer at work. Oh, hey. I got, I don't have anything else. Okay. I got a new computer at work. That was like this fun thing that happened this week. Okay. So you probably, it's spring break here, so you probably don't want to hear about how how great your week has been of relaxation and hikes and not being chained to a desk. It has been pretty spectacular. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Well, I had friends come into town. Hello, friends. You know who you are. I don't know if you want your name said on public radio, so I won't say it, but you know who you are. Um, so that was fun. We got to adventure a little bit and we went to the Grand Falls, which was running really nicely. And we um, <laughs> we went and hiked Cathedral Rock, which mm. I haven't done forever. Boy, yeah. that's a butt kicker. It is. It's a short butt kicker, though. So it's like, yeah, it's good because mm-hmm. it's steep and mm-hmm. it makes your butt hurt, but you don't have to do it for a very long time. True that. Although Sedona was ridiculous. Yeah, it's a shit show down there. Oh, my God. We've been <sighs> in some, like, magazines or something because... Well, and it was also spring break. And, but man. It's, it wasn't Phoenix spring break. Phoenix's spring break was last week. Oh, Because well, they, like, stagger them. But that's still other people's spring breaks. It's, it's just the tease season of spring breaks. How many times can we say spring break? Spring break. <laughs> um, I watched a lot of British baking show. Oh, I love that show. Which really inspired me, I guess, to bake a cake today. I know. Corey um, made us a yummy chocolate cake with mocha frosting. Yeah. What else did I do? Oh, we went down, I think I told you, we went down to Black Canyon. Yeah. We were going to go camping, and then the weather came, and we weren't really planned, and... I wanted warmth, and Robert wanted no crowds, and that wasn't going to happen without right. a really long drive, yeah. so we ended up cleaning the garage on Thursday awesome. instead, <laughs> but it really that. needed it. It was it was just, yeah, it, it needed it on so many different levels, so that wasn't particularly exciting, and yeah, and that was when um, Flagstaff decided to be drunk, and it snowed all day, as you know, yeah. um, and then we went hiking yesterday in the cacti, in the saguaros. Nice. I was hoping to see more desert bloom, but I think we were a little too high. Oh, yeah. but um, I'll have we'll have, yeah. we'll have to post a picture because I know my mom's always like, "What do you mean the desert gets green?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh it gets green." Yeah. So we should we should post that for maybe our far away listeners. Totally. I did find a deer antler. Oh yeah, I saw last that last weekend. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. I spotted mm-hmm. it from the car, and Chris was like, "This is very atypical," and I was like, "This is my life." <laughs> <laughs> 
Everything about me is atypical. Uh, <laughs> so we got one more week of teaching. And actually, I'm not even teaching. They're doing presentations. I just have to grade. Nice. I have one so more tired. week. I have a week and a half until I'm on vacation for a little bit. Are you doing anything for your vacation? Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. My friend Lindsay moved out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to go visit her for four days, five days. Okay. It's the first time leaving the pup. Oh, boy. We found a dog sitter, and she's lovely. Her name is Sophie. Okay. She's a co-worker's friend, but, you know. Well, you'll have to let me baby. know if you like her. because. Yeah. As much as we love to travel with our dogs, especially, like, if you want to say go to national parks, it's right. can't. Yeah. You know. I know. It's going to be five days. She's in, like, an, yeah. Yeah. It should be fine. Okay. She, I'll be curious to see what really you think. I really liked her, so Good. I think they're going to get along great. Okay. But now this is just, like, prepping me for our bigger three-week vacation that's coming up in the fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. So. So, yeah. So it's been kind of a lazy week, but I've also done some reading. Anyways, here we are, recording for the first time in probably like six weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. <sighs> well, should we talk cake and tea? Yes. So as Curie alluded to, I got inspired. So so I, I always try and do it because I like themes because I'm cheesy that way. <laughs> If I'd done my cook, if I'd done my book, I would have done Anzac biscuits, which is like a Australian cookie. But, uh, but anyways, um, I was doing your yours, and there was not really much food mentioned in this book. And yeah. I was going to do a coffee cake, and then I was like, oh wait, there was the infamous chocolate cupcake. Mm. So I was going to do cupcakes, but then I just really that cupcakes, cupcakes are, are awful. They're just a lot of work. They're stupid. So I was like, I'm just, and I was trying a new recipe. And so I was like, Ooh, do I want to like, and it didn't have a cupcake option. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, surely it's just the same. But then I was like, Ooh. I don't understand cupcakes. Really? I've never made not sunken in cupcakes before. Mm-hmm. Even with removing liquid and adding flour, which is what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do for high elevation. Mm-hmm. They still fall flat, which is fine if you have, like, I made these mint chocolate cupcakes with Mm -hmm. a mint, uh, like, whipped cream, and that was, like, perfect for it. But I don't make cupcakes because they're stupid, but I love muffins. My muffins never fall. (laughs) Go figure. So, yeah, I used my pie in the sky, successful baking at high altitudes. Um, So that's kind of... yummy. Yeah. It's a really cool book. Have you ever seen this one before? No. So it has... I'll just show you really quickly... And we can post a picture because, um, obviously, if you're not at high altitude, you might need all the recipes. But basically, she traveled around the country to different places, Mm. and she tested all the recipes from sea level, 3,000 feet, 5,000 feet, 7,000 feet, and 10,000 feet. Who's higher than us? Oh, there's lots of places, like uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. But do people live there? Yeah, of course. So, we could look in here. She talks about where she goes for 10,000 feet. But, anyways... Um, yeah, so this was my first attempt, and as Curie alluded to, it was a chocolate, what is it called? Oh, shoot, I should have, like, actually, like, been paying attention to that, huh? (laughs) Oh, boy. Holding, holding. You can hear me flipping pages. It's so fun. Good grief. We don't even need a sound studio. I know. We create our own background noise. (laughs) Gosh darn it. You think I'd find it by now, but I keep on looking, and man, it must be the ah, uh, nope, that's not it. <laughs> oh, 
snap. Okay, now this is just getting awkward. And I've lost it. I can't find it anywhere. It's not in here. It's got to be. Does it even exist, Corey? Is this all an illusion? <laughs> I just made it up. Well, sugar booger. Sugar booger? I was trying not to cuss. Mm. No, you know. Well, you know I'm going to cuss at some point. Well, right. I just automatically put explicit now on our... Oh, you just passed it! Mm. Oh, nope, that's not it. I thought it's that was it, too. It's not the mocha sponge cake? It is not. What the heck? Well, anyways, okay. This has now just gotten It's ridiculous. a chocolate sponge, <laughs> and around it is a very thin layer of mocha <laughs> buttercream frosting. I was just so determined to find it, and now... It is two levels of cake. That is ridiculous that I can't find that. Okay. It's like a, um, it's, I think it was called like something devil's cake and it's like, it's basically, it's a devil's food cake with a mocha cream cheese frosting because yeah, chocolate cake. <laughs> Corey is still determined I'm to still try I'm still looking for it. I'm so annoyed. They don't even need, they're, they're not even watching us. They don't even know. Here we go. Dear devils. How did I not find this before? Maybe because it wasn't in the, with the cakes. That's weird. Oh, here we go. Dear Devil's Food Cake. So instead of Devil's Food Cake, mm. Dear Devil's Food Cake with a mocha buttercream frosting. Yeah. So it was tasty. I was pleased with, um, I know people hate this word, but how moist it was. Moist. It is a moist, airy <laughs> cake. It looked a little ugly. Like, I, Robert pulled it out. I went and played tennis today before this, so Robert pulled it out of the oven for me. And it looked a little scruffy after he took it out of the pan. <laughs> and then I didn't have quite enough uh, powdered sugar, so then the frosting, it was a little scruffy. <laughs> so I like scruffy. It's it's what I come up it's with. It's perfect. Yep. I'm not necess I'm more about flavors than prettiness usually, so Yeah, me too. But but if it's pretty and good flavor, I feel like I get a gold star, but that mm -hmm. happens like fifty percent of the time. Well after watching the British baking show, watching like fifteen episodes, I'm like, but they make such pretty stuff I know. most of the time. Which season were you watching? Well, I started with season one and then somehow Netflix automatically fast forwarded me to season six, which I just realized and but I'm like eight episodes on, so I'm like, well crap. Is that the one with Raul? Yes. Oh, I love Raul. He's precious. Yeah. <laughs> I like how his face never changes. Except for everyone, he's really embarrassed when he's getting a compliment. Yeah. And then he hides his face. Yeah, there's a lot of good memes out there about his uh Oh really? About his face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, I guess I was feeling a little pressure to, like, make it look super fancy. But, whatevs. It whatevs. tasted good. It's delicious. Thanks. And then I went back to an old favorite. I went back to our books and tea, uh, black vanilla cinnamon, our black tea blend, which has mm -hmm. vanilla and cinnamon. Because I thought vanilla and cinnamon go well with mocha. Chocolate, chocolate and, and mocha. mocha. And I think it did go together pretty well. Mm-hmm. And we still have that for sale. For, That's perfect. So if you want some tea. Let us know. We can mail it to you very easily. Yes. For a $10 donation, I do believe. Yep. Okay. Okay. Boy, we're out of practice. I know. That's I'm fine. sorry, y'all. We're going we're gonna to ramp up now. I know this was a really slow, awkward start. But, you know, it's also us, so there's that. <laughs> so police procedurals. I have some thoughts. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Well, my first thought is actually a question for you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Every time I walk in here, I feel like I'm going to get quizzed. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it so freaking hard for you to find a police procedural? Because 
so I looked on Goodreads, which I said that I wouldn't really do anymore, but I was like at a loss of what a police procedural was. But you read them all the time. Uh, I know, but they're just like, I, I think I had it. I think it was named differently in the spreadsheet before we put, because poli I don't know. Because we added, like, mystery or some detective. I don't know. We added another word in there that made it easier for me to figure it out. But before we added that word, I had no idea. I was like, really? I don't know. I mean, James Patterson. Like, that's the one guy that comes into right. my mind. But I've read all of his goddamn books. And I don't want to read anymore. Well, fair. Okay. And then all the ones on Goodreads was, like, Laura Grisham or some crazy... No. It's a man. Oh. He's the John man. Grisham? Yes. That guy. I wouldn't call those police. Those are court. Those are courtroom mysteries. But so I mean, those were all, that was all that was popping up, and I was looking at him. I was like, oh, this is number six in the series. This is number fifteen in the series. This is number one hundred and twenty-five in the fucking series. And I was like, is there a book that doesn't have a series associated with it? Mm -hmm. So I got this book, and then I picked another book, and I read both of them. Mm -hmm. And the other one that I picked, I don't even remember because that's how shitty it was. But then this one turned out I didn't really like anyway. Either. Anyway, so, <laughs> I mean, it was a, a lose-lose situation for me on the police detector. Which is really whatever. funny. So I'm surprised <laughs> that you didn't go. So the Dublin Murder Squad is police procedurals. Right, but I don't like that one. Oh, that series? I thought you did like. So I like her early ones. Like the likeness? That's that's the double right, murder squad. Right, but I don't like the other ones before that oh, or okay. after that. Okay. Like the ones that she's now producing, I don't like. Okay. Like you gave me one to read and I got like 50 pages and I was like, nope. Oh, well that was not part of the double murder squad though. Oh. The Witch Helm? Yeah, that was the standalone. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a good. Okay. <laughs> don't read it. Oh. Anyway, it was Anyways. very challenging. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I wrote down James Patterson. Um, he, he was like the one guy that started getting me to read when I yeah. was 17. I mean, I mean, I guess I think of things I have already read. Uh, so like, I mean, I would say that the girl in the spider web, that's technically a police person. The girl in the spider web? Isn't that the name of the book? The one that the has... The girl with the dragon tattoo? Yeah, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Well, I think like the third one's like, like the girl in the spider web or something. Anyways, there's something about a web. <laughs> Well, that's a police procedural. Right, but we've both read all of Right. So finding, like, a book that you hadn't read on Goodreads and that I hadn't read on Goodreads was really hard. Have you read any Louise Penny? You, I feel like you the have maybe asked me to do this before. I think you'll probably find them too slow moving. I love, I like them. We read, we tried to read one, right? No. Last season? Mm-mm. I swear we read. <laughs> Maybe I tried to read it and I couldn't get through okay. it. Okay. Well, that would be one. My recommendation is the Inspector Gamache Three Plines. It's set in Canada in a little tiny town. And it's half about the mystery, but it's also half about like the psychology of like the characters in this little town. And uh, <sighs> I couldn't find a good one, Corey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <gasps> well, I Yeah. <laughs> Oh, up. you can guess by our talking that <laughs> Kiri did not like her choice for police. Investigate whatever the heck that series is. What is that what it's called? Police procedurals. Thank you. <laughs> so listeners, if you have suggestions that you think Kiri might like, drop us a line. from the very beginning on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like Are You Sleeping? Talk to me. I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think the Tell cake is like getting to my feel. head. So, are you sleeping? I liked the premise of it because it mm -hmm. was about a podcaster. Yeah, and she was like on 
doing secret undetected well not secret because it was investigative investigative work journalism. about this guy that has been locked up in prison for 13ish years because he murdered his neighbor and so she's like investigating and the family is going through some stuff about the mom dying and what is her name what Josie is, Josie has a twin sister who's a little cuckadoodle <laughs> um and she, Josie, has, like, lied to her partner, Caleb, about who she is and the fact that she has a twin sister. And mm-hmm. she's told him, like, all of her family has died. So she goes back to wherever she Outside is. Outside of, it was in Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> Little town in Illinois, I To, think. like, her mom died. So they go back. She goes back. But right, but there's Caleb, a reason why her mom <coughs> died. Her mom killed herself. Right, she hung herself in a tree at a, like, makeshift monastery. After, no, it was a cult. Oh. She was in a cult. Oh, okay. She left her kids. Oh, right. After her husband husband got murdered, she stuck around for about a year, and then she abandoned her twin daughters and went and joined a cult. Right. And they started living with their aunt. Mm Mm-hmm. And Josie moved away. (coughs) Well, she ran away. I don't want to deal with any of this anymore. Well, there was a reason for that, though. There's always a reason. Her sister took her boyfriend. Oh, like, come on. She slept with him. It happens. It's happened to me, like, three times. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Your twin sister deliberately slept with your your love? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not my twin sister, but, or not really even my sister. My, like, not blood-related sister. (laughs) Um, but this was malicious. This was not like a, oops, I'm in love with him. This was a like, ha ha, I'm going to get him. Yeah, her sister's super fucked up. So. Explicit. So then she ran away to Europe. Right. And met Caleb in Australia. Not in Australia. New Zealand? I thought they were. Because he is not. He is They Australian. were like in Africa. Or maybe Europe. This is how long it's been since I've been I just say, book. did we read the same book, Gary? Because I'm like, every other detail, I'm like, nope, that's not what happened. I'm pretty nope. sure I read this book a month or and a half ago, maybe. Okay. So, the podcast starts, and then her mother commits suicide. So right. the, they're going to start to reveal Poppy. Poppy. Poppy is the podcaster. Uh-huh. And she starts digging. Yep. Like and so then the mom the and then the mom suddenly kills herself. Right. So what did you think about what was your opinion on the fact that she had been lying to her partner who she was like pretty committed to like they bought a house together, they've been together for a long time. It's not I mean, I don't believe that that's believable that she would just lie that whole time. Right. Really? Yeah. I just Maybe that's just because that's not who I am and that's not how I would want to enter in a relationship with somebody of like, I'm going to pretend like. So that's your answer to my question is you is like, that wasn't cool and you would never do that. No. (laughs) I mean, that'd be like you hiding that you had a child and then you met Robert and then it was like, yeah, I abandoned that child. True. Surprise. Here it is now. It's 18. It's like that one book we read. Oh, right. Yeah. The Emily Giffen book. Yeah. Can't remember it. Well, it's just like. But, I mean, but she, like, well, she semi-defends herself by saying that when she started out with Caleb, she just thought it was going to be, like, the string of men that she'd had before Okay, that. but, like, four years later. But when do you, at what point do you say, oops, by the way, I've been lying to you for the last four years? Like, 
when you know it's serious, like when you buy a house, when you decide to like take the next step, quote unquote, in your relationship. Mm. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I just, I, I, I think that's an interesting part of it. Um, I think she just kind of wimped out. I think she like got to the point where she like, she was like, I should have told him like years ago. And now I don't know that there's ever a good time to tell him. So I'm just not, I guess I'm not saying I condone it. I'm just, yeah, I just found this book very unbelievable in all aspects of life. (laughs) All aspects, all aspects. Hmm. Interesting. Like I didn't find any emotional attachment to anything or anybody in this book. Oh, so that's why you didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the premise was interesting. I liked the way it had like the the podcast scripts and, and then I, Twitter pieces. Oh yeah, the Twitter. I love the Twitter parts. So that was probably my favorite part actually. What else? I mean, so they had some I, I liked the story structure immensely. Do you think that the one that was like the mama um yeah, the Midwestern, Midwestern mama. mama. <laughs> yeah, that they just mother, shut it with your lies. Justice for Warren Cave. I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> and then the other person's like, do you think that this is Melanie Cave? And we're like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Midwestern mama. Hmm, let's see. Right. Someone who lives in the Midwest, that'd be Illinois, who's a mom who seems right. very passionate about getting justice for Warren Cave. And she responds to every tweet. Justice for Warren Cave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the I truth told. Will set us free. I was like, "Oh, come on, lady, be a little more opaque." Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so did you see the? So did you? So, are we going to spoil? Oh yeah, why not? <laughs> well, someone might want to read it. Let's not spoil. Nobody wants to read it. Well, okay, we don't know that. <laughs> so, did you have any suspicions about who you thought the killer really actually was. I mean, so I definitely thought it was the sister for a while because that girl is freaking nutso. Yeah, that was a good red herring. Like, but you definitely then I were like. I realized Ooh. it was the mom. Okay, spoiler alert. It was the mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it wasn't the mom. <laughs> Just kidding, Just listeners. Kidding. <laughs> All right, listeners. <laughs> So yeah, I thought it was the sister for a really long time. And then did I was you figure... not shocked when I found out who it was in real life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I kind of wondered. I mean, she but she seemed to have a pretty good alibi. But then I was as, I mean, there was certainly like as you kind of with hindsight, you're like, oh, her alibi was someone who'd had her wisdom teeth or something pulled out that right. day and was all drugged up. Yeah. But I was like, but I've been on, like I've had things taken out and been on like pain medication in that bed not like yeah the only time that I mean even after my surgery I could remember everything after eating a whole weed cookie that made me not be able to open my eyes for like a day I could still remember like the (laughs) things that were happening around but it's suspicious yeah this whole book is suspicious yeah huh what did you think about this book now that I've tainted it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well I read it fast um I wrote down my note was wasn't quite expecting the ending I didn't know what I was expecting but it was kind of a letdown the um, whole book was a letdown it was the kind anti-climatic. of anticlimactic yes the ending was a little anticlimactic yeah. like it was like I, I mean like, all the pieces were tied up really pretty in a little bow with right. like the stuff being and hidden like, in the playhouse like... it was a little I, it was okay I don't like it either. Um, but 
I, I don't know. What it really left me thinking about was my first question that I asked you about the, the relational piece between Josie and Caleb. And like, you know, obviously once he came, to, once he came, once he realized what was happening, that made for some rockiness in their relationship that they're clearly going to have to work through. Um, but he seemed like he was on the path to forgiveness, which. Or he was going to fuck his sister, her sister. No, she's married. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. You don't know? That bitch is crazy. They, they don't even live in the same city. Well, I know, but he, when he went to come and visit her, there was like this weird, like, but he she knew. was trying to pretend like she was. Right, and Caleb knew. I know. But that, that was how she figured out, shit. that's how she figured out that it wasn't a mistake that Adam, Adam slept with her right. sister because she asked, I thought that was a really interesting conversation because she asked Caleb, how did you know that that wasn't me? And he's like, well, I just knew. Like, I know you. And it, it, even though they, she looked like you, I knew it wasn't you. And that was when she was like, oh, well, if someone who knows me that well was able to do, tell the difference, then. Right. Then Adam is just a dirty, dirty boy. Well, he was drunk, but that's not an excuse. But anyways. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. What I really left me thinking about was, I guess, well, two kind of two parallel paths um you know one of the things that got me into podcasts was finally breaking down and listening to serial um what serial the podcast serial like th- breakfast food no like cereal <laughs> <laughs> like s-e-r-i-l oh, like a murderer a serial murderer or something right have you Not never listened to cereal no Oh, so it's kind of the original, that's what the inspiration was kind of took from here. It's like true, well, it's not true crime because it's, it's fake, but it's set up so that it's, it's basically like a book or a movie or TV show about a podcaster trying to get to the bottom of, did someone actually commit a murder? But it's done all like kind of like this one is with interviews with people and she interviews the guy in jail. Quotation marks. So it's a fake podcast? Yeah, it's a, it's a podcast about a fake podcast about a, ser- a fa- about a murder. Jesus. <laughs> I already don't like it. No, it's so good. But they leave you hanging and then you go to the website and they're like, stay tuned for more information. And then they never updated it. So I was really annoyed because they kind of got to the point where they were like creating casting a shadow of doubt that this guy actually did murder this chick and but it was fake yes okay as far as i know i mean i i feel like podcasts to me i can't i don't know if i can handle fake podcasts (laughs) because podcasts to me are real life things like you and i are sitting in your bedroom not in your bedroom but in your guest room no, it's the squirrel. Talking. It's not my guest room anymore. It's the squirrel den. It's the squirrel den. <laughs> that only sounds a little creepy. I need to get you a taxidermy squirrel. <laughs> that um, would be amazing. And um, so, like, a podcast to me shouldn't be about fakeness. But that is so popular, though. Like, it totally, like, that's what really launched podcasting and, like, made podcasting so popular. Was fakeness? Was was this particular podcasts serial what is this that you speak of (laughs) anyway so i was intrigued by this story because of that but you know with the way she wrote this i felt like she was making some commentary on invasion of privacy 
And which is something that I think a lot about, especially in our world today, where everyone has a mobile a phone and video recorder and f- camera. That's true. Like nothing is private. I know. I just was the um, the officer that committed suicide last mm-hmm. weekend. He's mm-hmm. the guy that punched that woman in the face mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. that was on suspended leave. And like the only reason we knew about that happening is because somebody that was she was hanging out with had a video camera. Mm-hmm. Like. I think there's a lot of really good aspects of having things available so you can capture things that are perhaps not legal. Yeah. But I do think that we depend on our phones too much to Mm -hmm. share with the world or we post pictures without realizing that like people can actually save your GPS coordinates of where that photo mm-hmm. was taken. Yeah. Which is how we knew where to go to find deer antlers is because if you Google <laughs> flat, like Northern Arizona deer antlers, GPS is located on every single photo right. that people post on the mm-hmm. internet so mm-hmm. you can find it and then you can go and find some deer antlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a very long rampage. No, no, no. I I just, I mean, I feel like, well, certainly, I mean, I don't reject all media, but I certainly feel, how am I trying to say this? Well, really, this is going actually way back, but even like with the death of Princess Diana, Mm -hmm. like I think that was started to become the turning point for me. Right. Um, Since that was, that death was in part, you know, because of paparazzi. Right. But I just even think, like, I, you know, I used to like to pick up an occasional People magazine or Us Weekly. And, right. And now I just don't even, I don't even want to, like, look at them in the grocery store because I just feel like it's such an invasion of privacy. But don't some of those people get paid for those photos? Like, I know that if they, like, invite the paparazzi or People magazine to, like, their wedding, they're basically well, that's different. asking for that, it. I'm talking more like, stars are just like us. They buy toilet paper. Oh, When right. they're, like, walking their little kids down the street. Right. Like, those little... Okay, so, yes, you can make an argument that, I don't know, let's name a famous person, Angelina Jolie. You could argue, yes, Angelina Jolie made her bed. She has to line it. She wants to be rich and famous. With famousness comes your life being documented constantly. Right. But her children didn't ask for that. Right. You know? I don't know. I just... And so this kind of just brought up those kind of thoughts for me, I guess, in particular. So even kind of beyond the beyond the mystery piece of it, just I felt like it was a bit of a social commentary on the world that we live in today. And even the Twitter parts. I mean, you think about people... People think that they're anonymous and they can say whatever they want to say. Right. And... And really, you're not anonymous. And even if you are, that doesn't that shouldn't give you license to say, well, free speech is free speech. And so I can say horrible, terrible things about other people. Although I do find it hilarious. So do you remember before Snowmageddon that Monday we got a bunch yes. of snow and Rita didn't shut down the university? Right. She became trending on Twitter that day because <laughs> everybody was like bashing her for not closing down the university, even <laughs> though like the grounds people hadn't shut, like plowed any of the parking lots and mm-hmm. everybody had to sludge through that. And I mean, it turned out to be a really nice day after like 11, but mm-hmm. like we didn't get a two hour delay or anything. Right. But then like Snowmageddon came and she actually shut down the university for two days. It mm-hmm. was glorious. <laughs> well, but I think yeah. a lot of that had to do with the, the maybe, pressure. Uh, yeah. PR. Right. Like, okay, so I became trending on Twitter for not giving students and faculty a two-day or a two-hour delay mm-hmm. 
and now we're gonna get five feet of snow in two days and I should probably shut it down. Right. But okay, so here's the here's a well here's another very recent example. So I've been following very closely the emission scandal that's been going on. Oh, with Aunt Becky. Yes, with Aunt Becky. <laughs> Lori Laughlin, y'all, from Full House. Aunt Becky from Full House. Yeah. Um, and the, the woman Wasn't there from, somebody else, Yeah, too? the Desperate Housewives lady. She's married to William Macy's. Felicity Huffman. Oh, yeah. I really liked her. Um, so here's the thing with that. Like, well, I mean, there's all sh- sorts of shades of, like, there's, that just is disgusting. But, and I would say that, um, so specifically Lori Laughlin's daughter, Olivia Grace, who's an Instagram influencer, Mm -hmm. which basically looks like she just goes to USC to party, which, you know, is problematic in itself, right? And based on the fact that she was supposed to be, she got in to be a crew member, you can't tell me that she didn't know that her parents bought her way into USC and that that was all faked because there was like, they did like a fake photo shoot of her doing crew and crap like that. So she knew going into it. However... She's also a child still. I mean, you know, she's right. No, she's 18. She's over 18. But when not a child, but when she, she is still a child, but when her parent, when she was applying to school, she was 17 and she's also like, we're all influenced by our parents, right? Like we, most of us for better or for worse, we take our lead from how our parents behave. So she's getting messaging that money buys your way into anything. And she's okay with that because that gets her what her, what she wants. Right. Right. So I don't think that she's without blame in this situation and she needs to be held accountable for her knowledge of whatever went down. But I went down the rabbit hole of clicking on her Instagram feed and man, people were horrible. Like again, did she make good decisions? No, but I would, I would put most, I'd put 90% of the blame on her parents because they're the ones that bought her in. She could have said no. She could have said meh. Whatever. You know, I mean, she I've, she had some free will in this. Right. She went along with it. But to say things like, you're a horrible, horrible, terrible person. Um, I hope you go to jail. I hope you're looking forward to having to go to see your mom in jail. I mean, just really childish, mean things. Like, no one deserves that. Right? I mean. But. Mm. But we can say that about this person and her mom or whatever. Like, she knew what was being done. I mean, she can play the but does that give, card. But does that give people the right to attack her? Right, and, and say Donald horrible. Trump. Oh, he's a whole nother ball. But game. same thing. People say horrible, mean things about him. And sure, he might be a stupid, horrible man. And this girl might be stupid and horrible thinking that money can buy her way into it. They're two different evils, but they're still evil. And we totally condone people bashing Trump. We totally are okay with calling him a douchebag. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm 90% okay with it. I still, I still, I mean, because you're making a good point. Because, you know, like we have this leader. Yeah. And he, in my opinion, is awful. Oh. And I definitely curse under my breath every time I hear something (laughs) he says and I go, what a goddamn idiot. But, you know, I also feel like, um, I'm sorry, but like, I don't feel bad for you thinking that your mom, you didn't know that your mom paid for you to get into college. Like, first of all, if you're stupid enough, of course they're going to buy your way into college. Like, right. You faked a photo shoot and you're going <clears> to <throat> pretend like you're shocked. Yeah. So there's like that, 
and it I, goes both ways. Right. But I, so if you're going to argue that, then I would say on one hand, I'm not particularly comfortable with even people bashing, going and bashing Trump on his, say his Twitter feed. Like, I just feel like it promotes this secret nastiness. You know, it, well, this it's is hatred. And so instead of trying to be proactive and finding ways to maybe counteract what he's doing, people are just bashing him because that makes them feel better. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, this is an extreme example, but this is why the Ku Klux Klan wore white hoods and right. stuff so they could commit horrible acts and evil crimes. Right. So you in a way, you know, obviously this isn't lynching, you know, African-American humans, but it's a verbal lynching. Right. I mean, you know, it can still, it's still harassment. It's, it's still abuse. Yeah. And I just I don't know. I, I struggle with that. And so, like, where is that line between? privacy or not i mean you could say this has a happy ending and that we figure out that this guy this kid who was put away actually didn't kill the father right right so that had a good happy ending but along the way it caused a lot of stress and angst and an invasion of privacy for Mm -hmm. other people poppy was like showing up at their house during the Mm -hmm. she showed up at the mom's funeral she was very Mm -hmm. invasive with her trying to get the story from but here's my question But here's my question on that. So our this was kind of written right from Josie's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So was Poppy terrible? Do we really know? I mean... <clears throat> we have one person's perspective. Right. Who was Whose privacy was being invaded and did not want her world to come crashing down around her. But it, uh, <clears throat> you could get glimpses of other people's privacy being invaded. Like the mom. Mm-hmm. And the sister and the aunt, like they were all involved. Caleb was all involved mm-hmm. in Poppy basically accosting them everywhere they went. So even though it was Josie's But she's just doing her job. Right, but it wasn't really her job. It was a fun activity for her to do. But you can say that about any investigative journalist then. Right? I mean, you think this is not a new concept. You think about like Dateline or... There's been a million different people, investigative journalists that, like, here's another example, Killers of the Flower Moon. Hmm. So the idea of people poking around in, a, in people's private lives and finding out the truth is not a new concept. Right. I mean, that's essentially history books, poking around in people's lives to find <laughs> out what the hell they did. But Right. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it, there's, there's a gray, this, I think this really brings to light the gray area between what is appropriate and respectful. Right. And what is right. Yeah. We got a guard dog. <laughs> we do. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of, yeah. I'm trying to like, it's just the stuff that made, I thought about with this, I guess. <laughs> I guess I just, so I don't participate in having trolling people online like that's not what i'm online for sure i'm not going to ever respond to donald trump on anything i'm never going to make a comment on anybody's thing that's negative because i just that's not my mo in life like Mm -hmm. there's so much hatred in this world already that i'm going to try and do the best i can to not spread that right but it is interesting how we condone things if it's for one person like (laughs) Like Trump. 90% of our friends are probably totally okay with calling Trump a fuckface and like trolling him on Twitter and doing whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like that's what you're able to do. But then if you were to switch it and you were to be like, 
well, now this person did something shady and it might not be as quote unquote detrimental to the country as it is to that one person, Mm -hmm. but then you're trolling them as well. And it's the thing that I really liked. I think I read a Jack Cornfield is a Buddhist teacher and he made a comment of not becoming the hate that you hate when Mm -hmm. Trump got elected Mm -hmm. because the way Trump won was through hatred and through being provoking fear and violence. And then when liberals essentially Mm -hmm. started doing that in return, it was like we were mirroring his, what he was doing. And that Mm -hmm. I had to take a step back to be like, that's right. Like, so he's hateful and mean and is horrible to people. Mm -hmm. And then if I start doing that to him, I'm essentially doing the same thing I don't (laughs) want to be doing. Right. So it's, I think it's a catch 22 of like, we're all allowed our strong opinions, but we have to realize like, no matter what our political or religious or sexuality, like we're all somebody's kid. We're all somebody's person. Mm -hmm. We're all somebody's friend. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I totally say things under my breath all the time when somebody does something stupid. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) It's just human nature. Right. But Hmm. I don't know. And now, like, they're comparing Trump to the New Zealand prime minister and the fact that she banned assault rifles in six days after that shooting in Christchurch. I'm just like, damn, lady, get shit done. Yep. Took one shooting. Mm-hmm. No more assault rifles. <laughs> Kiwis are apparently... I can't wait to go there. <laughs> you may never I come may back. I never come back. No. I will have somebody bring my dog to me. Yeah. <laughs> we can podcast from across the land. It's like there's like an 18 hour difference. 15. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like a good place to end. <laughs> Do you have any other? No. I did not like this book. I give it a one. Whoa. Okay. I would have given it like a two and a half. Mainly because I like the creative format. More than the story itself. I like the creative format. That's why it gets a one and not a zero. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yeah. it's It was all right. I mean, I think it's a fast, easy read. It'd be like a good poolside. Like, a, it'd be a good vacay read if you just came across it for, like, in a free library or something. Yeah, in a free library. So. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, next time... Um, we are going to talk about my police procedural, (laughs) The Dry by Jane Harper. Um, and yeah, that's all we got, I think. All right. Till next time. We're going to get hopped up on sugar again. Woohoo! Here we go. Bye party people. Catch you next time. Hey book friends, we hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter. 